Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, Tuesday after the show, as Governor Christie has left, Craig's still here, and so are Al and myself. Hello once again, sir. How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm all right. I'm doing fine. I almost threw up today with that stupid story in the paper. Craig touched on it, too, that, uh, that fried rat in the Popeye's restaurant. I did not realize when I was reading the story this morning and my stomach was turning as I was reading it because I, I, I stopped reading because I don't believe, I can't believe it's true, but whatever. I didn't realize it was in New York. Yeah, up in Harlem, a woman claims that she ordered uh, fried chicken at a Popeye's restaurant in Harlem and one of the pieces she got was not a piece of fried chicken, but a fried rat head. I do not believe it. I believe... Like it's the head of a rat. Yes, I believe she found that rat in her apartment fried it up, brought it to Popeye's, and now she can sue them if there's not video surveillance of her doing so. So you think she knows a guy who works the fryer at Popeye's. She gave him the rat, he fried it up, and then so that she could sue them for big cash. I don't know. I don't know if she did that or that she went and bought big fried chicken pieces, got her order, went to her table, and then put the fried rat head in it. I see. And then screamed however she handled it. That's what I think. I, I do well, not believe under any circumstances a, a rat head got into, I mean, is it possible? Of course. I mean, we're dealing with, you know, slaughtered animals. I get it. No, no, no. Well, knowing what we know about the rat population here in Manhattan, and when we go to park in the morning, there's rats everywhere. Yeah. And there are rats running around places that we see that are restaurants around here. No doubt. My guess is that a Popeye's in Harlem is not immune to these rats getting into their place. So is it possible one got mixed up in the bag of chicken and then they dumped the chicken into the fryer? Possible. I suppose that's possible, yes. That is possible. But, I, I mean, now you're talking about the rat 
eating. So you're talking about a rat getting into the freezer and eating its way through the bag? Or somehow or just, someone just, placed the bag on the floor by mistake and a rat kind of crawled in and then they dumped it in. I guess it's possible. Or the rat going into the deep fry basket when, when it's just in the thing without hot oil. The kid in the morning coming in and putting the hot oil in and frying up and then just divvying up the rat pieces. I mean, this is, I'm, I'm going to throw up even further listening to this. This happened. Uh, you're uh, making a very good case. This happened a year or so ago. I believe at another Popeyes where somebody thought they had a, a rat, but it turned out that the, the fried chicken uh, strips was just in the shape of a rat. Like it was actual chicken. Yeah, well, this one, there's no. Um, this one is a rat head. But like you said, Jerry, this is a classic move by people. Just looking to sue somebody? Yeah. Like, they'll do it at other restaurants, too. Quick They'll be payday. like, I found a screw in my salad at yeah. the Olive Garden. When they didn't, they put the screw they in there. They drop it in. Yeah. Which, by the way, you're defenseless. Unless you got cameras up, you really are defenseless as a restaurant. Right. Like, it's your word against theirs. That's why I'm glad we have cameras everywhere now. Not in here. Oh, oh we got I cameras. Three of them looking at yeah, us. Yeah, three That's of them. Very good point. That's how we catch these pipe bombers now, Jerry. Cameras everywhere. You're right. Not a bad thing. And how did you like my stories today of uh, my dialing 911 and being the neighborhood watch Well, I was very really disappointed by the stories because no one brought up the fact that you were afraid to get out of the car and help me change a flat tire. That's true. When you and I used to carpool in together, right. uh, you got a flat. And you got then... out. No, I, let me let me rephrase oh, that right. or, or, or rewind. You did get out. Just so you could take a picture of me changing the flat so you could get back in the car and then tweet the damn thing. Oh, right. I tweeted that out. You did. Well, we got a flat tire right near the Holland Tunnel, and you pulled over into the Holland Tunnel Motor Lodge. That's right. To change it, which I was not really that excited getting out of the car at 3 o'clock in the morning. And you were really freaked out when the man came over to ask us if we needed help. Right. I said, thank you. We're good. And you were like, we're fine. We're good, sir. Right. Roll, let me roll up the windows now. Like, dude, I'm still out here. Well, you're an experienced... I let you do it by yourself because you're an experienced, like, gas station attendant, so you know how to, like, check oil and fix but you didn't flats. But like, you didn't even offer to put the tire away. Not only that, I sat in the car, which means you had to jack it up with me in the yes, car. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So all your little stories are great. And um, listen, I'm very happy for you that you helped the police catch... Two people that escaped the juvenile home or whatever the hell it was. Teens, Great, Jerry. fantastic. You suck. I don't like teens in my neighborhood roaming around. Now, interestingly enough, I troubled almost, teens. I almost called the police. Is that right? About a week or two ago. Oh, recent. No, uh, longer than that. Maybe three weeks ago. In your neighborhood or here? In my neighborhood because I have my nor- I think we all have our normal little route we take. Yes. And so I'm going down the block. The street light was out. Fair enough, but it was the roads dark without a street lamp on. And so I turned the wheel and literally a couple are walking across the street. It's 2.58 in the morning. Very suspicious. So I hit the brakes and I get the old W, uh, what the F from the guy. I I don't know. I'm driving on the road. What do you want from me? Right. And I contemplated for a moment because they looked like they were in their late teens, early 20s. But then as I'm driving, I put the phone down. I'm like, you know, it's a guy and a girl. What are they doing? They're probably just screwing around or walking around. If it was two guys, I would have called. Yeah, me too. But I did not. And I've never made a phone call to the police. That would have been my first one. Oh, I have their number yeah, you're legit on, in my phone. Right. You're on speed dial. You hit one and it mm-hmm. goes. Well, I don't have it on speed dial, but 
911, you just dial 911. You call 911? No, not if it's not an emergency. I was going to say, I hope not. No, I do not. You just call the police station. I called nine. Uh, I called the police station for suspicious people. I called 911 like when I saw a car on fire. Oh, that's different. And I called 911 when I saw a car in the ditch on Route 78. No doubt. Which looked recent. It looked like a recent. And you didn't go help? I did not go help. I blew by them at 70 miles an hour. I couldn't stop, Jerry. Dangerous. (laughs) You remember the time me and you were walking out of here? And a woman fell right in front of us. Yep. And we looked at one another. What do we as do? If to say, what do we do? <laughs> What's the proper thing to do here? You know what? I thought it was a scam. Exactly. I, did. I honestly thought it was a scam. That's the problem. We hear about all these scams, so we don't want to help people. Like, I always hear the scam. This is, this is the classic scam that I always think of. You see a woman on the side of the road with a flat tire, and you go to help her. Her boyfriend hiding in the woods is going to club you over the head and then drag you into the woods and rob you and beat you up. So I don't need that, Jerry. No. And I guess you're doing your part by just calling the police. That's right. That's all fine. I let the police do their work. It's still funny. I often wondered, would I be a good police officer? I think in a very safe town I would be good. Because you wouldn't have to do anything. Right. But I'd be great at reporting people. You'd be, you know what you'd be a really good cop at? You'd be a good meter maid. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what you would be good I'd at. I'd be great oh, at that. 10 o'clock. Hold on. Let's <laughs> wait. 10, 58, 59. Got you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> $65. Ring it up. Wait, sir. Wait. Uh, you're late. You're late. Talk to the hand. <laughs> like I, My girlfriend lives in Spring Lake, which is a lovely community down the Jersey Shore. There's no trouble there. Of course not. So I see the cops there. I'm like, I would love to be a cop here. <laughs> but wait a second. Hold on a minute. You're going to tell me that there aren't issues in Spring Lake? No, there with the are. the clubs at night? Or the, you know, the clubs, the bars letting out? Well, there's no be, bars there. There's no bars, bars in Spring are in Lake? Bars in, like, Belmar. But what there would be trouble with, you know, you'd get a, wrapped up a lot in, though, domestic, domestics. Yeah, well, that's every town. Husband and wife fighting. That is every right. single town. And that's the one thing, and trust me, Al and I are not getting on any, we're not talking politically or anything like that, but that's the one thing when you want to talk about, um, you don't know what you're walking into. Yes. I have a few, I've, I've, I have several friends that are cops, you know, local cops. Uh, one's a state trooper. And the one biggest thing my friend who's a state trooper has told me, he goes, you get called into someone's house, you have literally no idea what you're, it's he said, she said, you don't know who's high, who's drunk, who's on drugs, who's got a weapon. That is, that's crazy stuff. So you probably wouldn't be good in that situation. They may have a pit bull. You don't know what you're walking into. Right. (laughs) Speaking of me being a great traffic cop, Jerry. Yeah. uh, You're familiar with the Waze app? Yeah, I don't uh, don't like it. I don't use it either. I like Google Maps. And Google owns Waze. I'm aware of that. I didn't know that. Yes. Interesting. But Waze is working with this new program where it's going to know what your destination is. You would put in your destination. Right. And then it would alert you where the best place to park, where there's open parking. All right, now hold on a second. Now time out because mm-hmm, we were. Too, mm-hmm, I just. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's funny. I had this idea the other you day did. about a great app. Yep. Finding, based on the cell phone uh, data, when a car pulls out of a spot. Now, how does this work? Tell, tell me Let's more. Let's see. Waze recently introduced a where to park feature, which suggests parking lots. Closest to a destination that allows users to navigate there directly. Oh, that's a parking lot. Additionally, if a user doesn't select a parking lot prior to arrival, Waze will give the option to select and navigate 
when you're approaching your final destination. Oh. I think the next step would be your app, which right. is someone left the parking spot and that spot's open. Yes. The, uh, to me, there's got to be some sort of technology that can be invented mm-hmm. that knows the street signs and the grid. So you'd start with New York City because you've right. got the, you there have are, to start in New York. The maps are out there online, where, and I mean the street maps that tell you what the regulations are on what day and when. And the way they, the way these GPSs work on these phones is basically it's your cell phone that's tracking you in your car, which tracks the miles per hour. That's how they know when you're going to get to a destination. So I think the same thing can be said for parking. If, although I guess the problem is if you have a, if you have the phone in your pocket and you're walking past the spot, how do you know it's a car and not just a person? Right. There's got to be something, a chip in the car, something. Something. That can tell when parking opens up. Free parking. If you could create that app, app Jerry, oh my God. you would be very rich. We are moving to Ibiza. Is that a island? Yeah. Ibiza. I think. I don't okay. know. They sing about it, though. Oh, I took a pill in Ibiza yeah, or something just like so that. Yeah, just he was cool or something. Yeah. And said F it and the bottom fell out or something. I don't oh, know. yeah. And went to school. He's Jerry, living in L.A. now. Is that right? <laughs> Uh, Jerry, here's a story from Florida, <laughs> yes. where all the good stories come out. Uh, a Florida woman was arrested uh, after she claimed she was kidnapped at gunpoint. Later was uh, found out that she was not kidnapped at all. Wasn't kidnapped, wasn't kidnapped by gunpoint. She Michael Phelps, not Michael Phelps. What's his name? Ryan Lochte? <laughs> no, no, no. Close, though. She She reported to police that she was kidnapped at gunpoint. Because she wanted to see if her boyfriend truly cared about her. She thought another girl was interested in her boyfriend, and she thought, well, if I pretend I was kidnapped at gunpoint, let me see what kind of sympathy I get. Wow. So she is now arrested. You cannot make up kidnapping stories, Jerry. Now, did she at least tell them she was joking? Uh, Well, she she did reveal why she did it. That is unbelievable. She's 22 years old. We're talking about the 81-year-old yesterday punching a guy and going to jail for at 81 years Shuffleboarding. old. Shuffleboarding. And now this this chick's going to end up in jail. And I don't think for a very long, probably more of a fine and probation, but she probably spent the night in prison. She was uh, well, she was charged with filing a false report. Yeah. She was released from the Lake County Jail after she posted $2,000 bond. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. That's just stupid. Honestly, that's stupid. She had told the story that she was uh, held up at gunpoint and forced into a man's Kia. This is just the promotion <laughs> Kia was looking for. That's right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if we found out later Kia paid her like 10 yeah. grand? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then she said, uh, yeah. That, By the way, in fairness, they should her. pay the $2,000 bond for all the publicity the they're getting. You don't think so? Hello? Uh, possibly. Well, this is not great. Although you could say. Any publicity is good publicity, right? Roomy enough for a 22-year-old gal to even lay down in the back. You know what? Don't quit your day job. A marketing genius, you are not. Oh, I'm not a marketing genius, am I, Jerry? I don't think so. Hmm. What if I told you I wear nice underwear? (laughs) Would that change your opinion of me? I guess if you could sell me on it, yeah. Well, I know some marketing geniuses, Jerry. The guy's name is Mac Weldon. You probably know him from his underwear. (laughs) Also called Mac Weldon. Oh, it's the same guy. Yes. He is a genius because he sells underwear on the internet, which means I don't have any awkward conversations of when I put a pair of underpants up on the counter, and then the woman or the girl is looking at me like, 
I kind of am picturing this guy in his underwear. I don't need that. I don't need that pressure. <laughs> that really is your fear, isn't it? It is. Like you're like the there was the Brady Bunch episode. Yes. Just imagine everybody in the crowd in underwear in their Mac Weldons. You whether it would be whatever it could be, let's call it underwear in this case. You have the fear that that pretty girl is actually thinking of you in your underwear. Now yes. I ask you this, and then we'll get back to Mac Weldon. Why is that a bad thing, Al Dukes? Because uh, I don't impress in my underwear. <laughs> no, time out. Oh. What if they're thinking of Al Dukes with the six-pack stomach? Oh, a different version of me. And the ripped me. arms? Okay, yeah, that I would like. in the underwear, the Mac Weldon underwear. I pictured the other thing, me and my Mac Weldons, but, but kind of bellies a little over the, <laughs> over the, over the, like, the lip of the thing. But I will tell you this, Jerry, when I wear my Mac Weldons, I feel like a guy with a six-pack abs. I happen to agree with you, and I don't have them either. But I will say this. Not only are the I love, because I love the boxer briefs. I think they're phenomenal. Yeah, me too. I'm a big boxer briefs guy. Very underrated. They don't get talked about enough. Their socks are tremendous. They mm-hmm. have great everyday. I like them like dress socks. I had a Columbia game on Saturday. I had my suit on. Right. And I bought a pair of socks a few weeks ago. Awesome. Comfortable as can be. And the fabric they use for their underwear is such that it will not stink. Because unfortunately, I mean, we fart during the day, right? We sweat going to the gym. And if you're a guy like me, I go to the gym. When I come home, I don't shower. I shower the next morning before work. So it helps that my Mac Weldons don't stink. And that's why I like them. Plus, they're stylish when I take my pants off at the gym. Where the guys are checking me out going, not in a way where they're attracted to me, but in a way of, that guy has style. That guy where has pizzazz. This, right? <laughs> he has style and pizzazz with the underwear. Mac Weldon. I can't tell you how many times when I see guys checking me out in the gym, I go, MacWeldon.com. Promo code postgame. That's what I say. There's not a whole conversation because I know they're checking out my underwear. So I'll just go like that and go MacWeldon.com, promo code postgame, 20% off your order. That's for you guys because you know me. We but really, anyone knows better me. Now. Really, anyone knows me that's listening to this. <laughs> so everyone gets that. MacWeldon.com, promo code postgame, you're welcome. 20% off. And wear the underwear I wear. Wear the socks that Jerry wears. That's what you want in your life. Can I periscope that next time? Yes, Jerry. And I bring to you now a study, Jerry. (laughs) Speaking about, you know, I don't want to get in line with underwear. By the way, very creative. You sold me. You're going to purchase? Yes. Promo code POSEGAME. I'm buying more. At checkout. Uh, This is a New York Times, a a new study... Uh, For the New York Times. Who knew the New York Times was into doing studies? But they are, and they have a good reputation. So, you know when you're trying to check out of the grocery store? You never know which line to get in. Of course. And you kind of eyeball how many products does this person have? How many products does this one? All the time. I was there yesterday. So, this new study suggests that choosing the shortest line with the fullest carts will get you out of the grocery the quickest. So, in other words, let's say there's three people with full carts. Okay. And another line has, say, five people, but they only have a handful of items. You take that one. No, they're telling you take... Really? The 
always go with the one with the less people, no matter how many groceries they have. No kidding. Their theory is that each customer takes over 41 seconds just to say, hi, hello, how are you, and get their payment ready and all that stuff. So that's happening regardless of how many uh, items they have, and that each item is only really less than three seconds. Hmm. Well, place I go to really rude. Your place is rude? I give a crap about saying hello. Oh, <laughs> you don't get into a whole card. Thing? I give them the card. They start ringing it up. Oh, I always get involved like where they'll be like, Oh, have you tried these pretzel sticks before? Like I get that. They well, get I'm always going with my kids, and I always have a conversation with them while it's happening. So yeah. I, maybe I give the impression that I'm not interested in talking to them. Do your kids try to like get you to buy them the items that are at the uh, you know in line, the impulse not buys? Not really. Like a Carmelo I mean, bar or something. No. Um, but when we're going through the store, I always tell them. Like yesterday, I didn't feel like going by myself. Uh, after the kids got home from school, so I brought the little guy with me. I'm like, come on, you can pick two things out, whatever you want. Two things out. Yeah, you know, for going with me and helping me. He took the list. He checked off the uh, items as we went, which is a good thing because he's six. He's trying to learn how to read still. So every time we, I would pick something up, I'm like, all right, here are, you know, the apples. Find the apples and cross them off. So he, I would make him go through the whole list to find it. So that's kind of cool. And what did he choose as his reward? Entenmann's, Entenmann's. I don't, is it Entenmann's or Entenmann's? I think we say Entenmann's, but if you were to spell it out phonetically, it's Entenmann's. Well, he picked the chocolate donuts. The classic. Yes. The, the mini ones donuts. or the regular size? The regular size wow, donuts. Wow, that's a big box for a kid. Yeah, well, he's not going to eat all eight of them. No, I'm saying just to physically pull off the shelf and walk around with. He, he's not six months. He's six years old. Oh, six old. years old. Got it. Yes, he swings a baseball say, bat every night. How is a six-month-old crossing things off? All right. No, that would be weird. That would be something. That was weird. So he picked those, and he picked, I think he picked Doritos, I believe. Oh, that was, that was classic. Like, Does he go Cool Ranch or the... No, uh, regular Doritos. Really? Regular Doritos. This is why, by the way, this is why I have so much trouble eating properly 24-7. Because he's got donuts and Doritos Well, yeah, I mean, it's like I'm the one that did the shopping yesterday, and I'm looking at the list, and I got to get, you know... Pop-Tarts, not good for you. Doritos, not good. I had to get potato chips for some barbecue my my other son's going to. They had not to bring good. Them. Not that we're opening those, but, you know, make sure you get the waffles and the syrup. And I'm like, where are the apples and the lettuce on this list? <laughs> I mean, it's really something. So, But whatever. So they get like two things, and that's it, and they're pretty good. That's not bad. I like that. It's a nice when you, little reward system you have When working. you go and find kids to take with you shopping, what do you give them? That I don't do because that would be that. strange. I don't have children. So when you find the kids in the store, do they impulse buy? Do you impulse buy like a Hershey bar? I do not. Never. I do not impulse buy because yeah, I, I, know, I know they're trying to get me at the counter there. I'm bad like that. I will look over the, uh, like the, like the uh, National Enquirer to see who's lost too much weight sure. or who's gained too much weight. You actually pick up the National Enquirer? Well, I, I won't pick it up. I'll glance at it. I'm bad. If I see men's health or or men's fitness, I will pick it up and buy it. I don't know why. And sometimes I'll get like, uh, what is it, In Touch for my wife. Mm-hmm. She likes that magazine. Us Weekly. Us Weekly. I will get for her one. as well. But Or Cosmopolitan if I see it. But I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll impulse buy that for sure. I'm bad with the impulse buy when I go through Lowe's and Home Depot. I'll go home. I'll be, you bought another drill? Like, right. Do I, do I have one? Another tape measure. <laughs> like, you've got two of them in the shed. I mean, that's a problem. The By the lo- way, I have a problem. Yeah. Maybe you can help me with this. All right. I have a fireplace, a gas fireplace. It could used to be painted a little bit, but these things are like 800 bucks in the store. I don't want it anymore, but I don't want to throw it out. There's some value to it. What do I do with Craigslist it? Craigslist it. But then people got to come to my house. Yeah. 
No, I've put stuff on credit. Is it really hard to move around? Well, it's in pieces. There's a, you know, there's a bottom piece, and the ma- the mantle goes around the actual gas uh, stove. So there's like four pieces to it. The only time I ever sold anything on that, it was like uh, stereo equipment. I would meet people in the Target parking lot. I guess I could do that. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Craigslist. Craigslist. You mm. will get some creepers on there, Jerry, but... Uh, well, like I said, I'm not looking for a lot of money. I'm thinking like 150 bucks or something. Oh, how about this? I also used an, recently used an app called Let It Go. Okay. I was seeing commercials for it. Right. It's more local. You get more local, very local people, and you put stuff up there. It's the Let It Go app, and it, you sell stuff on there. They're not, the Frozen song isn't going to come on, is it? Let it go, let it go. No, it's a different Let It Go. Oh, you were not or even Let on. Let Go app. I was what on Let Go. What was Q. that? No, you Singing. weren't. That was not even close Melodic to on You know something. when we were on QL? When? This morning was fantastic. We were. Oh, it yeah. really was actually was pretty good. good. It was a good one. Uh, that's coming up next. Me and Al from 545 to 550-something, uh, because then they have 17 minutes of commercials before Boomer and Chris we, Christie came on. We edit those out for the podcast replay. We do. That's right. Well, actually, you do. Eddie does. Good that's job, very Eddie. nice of both of you. Anyhow, that's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Enjoy that. Enjoy more of us. We'll be back tomorrow. See it's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, quarter to six. Uh, Boomer and Carton coming up in 15 minutes. Chris Christie sitting in for Boomer. But until then, Al and myself are here. What is up, sir? Oh, hi, Jerry. So late last night, now the Met game was brutal last night. So late last night, you had the Giants playing the Dodgers in Los Angeles. Now it's a game relevant to the Mets in terms of the wild card race. The Cardinals were beating the Rockies, and you got the Giants Playing the Dodgers, and you got Bumgarner and Kershaw, and it lived up to every amount of billing that you could expect, right? It was awesome. It was a one nothing game. You go into the ninth inning, and then in the ninth inning, San Francisco blows the one nothing lead, the, the Dodgers score. And I came in, and I rolled off MLB.tv, the bottom of the ninth inning, to hear Vin Scully do it. Now, he's not going to do any postseason games on the radio. He is finished when the regular season's done. He's 88 years old, and it's going to wrap up, I think, his 67th year of broadcasting, if not 68, something like that, which is really remarkable. And it makes me wonder why. And I say it from this standpoint. If you're going to tell me he's older, he's tired, I get it, all good. But he still has it. Like, listening to that bottom of the ninth last night, the energy for what he is has been the same. He knows the players. He knows the situation. And I always wonder when a guy who is so much older walks away after having something to go to every day or every other day, what's next for him? And is it kind of speeding up the, you know you know where I'm going with this? He'll probably grow a giant beard like David Letterman did when he retired. That's what guys do now. They just no, I know what you're saying. Beards. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, what is he going to do now with his day? Like, I feel like it. Ke- it almost keeps you young when you keeps and, you alive. It does, and something like that. I mean, you know, he's not going and, and roofing for a living. I mean, you're watching baseball. It's what he does. And I'm not saying anybody should die on the job. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I actually think it keeps your age level down when you really have something to look forward to and you're working towards. I agree, Jerry. So have you thought about what you will do when you're 88 and this job ends? Uh, retire not when Boomer and Craig, I'm no longer producing Boomer and Carton. Right, because I, I, by 88, this show's probably Probably. Yeah. No, I see, I'm, I'll be perfectly fine enjoying my time just getting up, having a coffee. I'd probably still go on Twitter if that's still around. <laughs> probably in, not. When I'm 88. That'd be right. great if it is. Uh, I'll watch a little television, read the papers. And then what will you do at 9 a.m.? Oh, 
I find things to occupy my my time. You but a guy so? like Vin Scully, possibly not, because those games will still be on TV, so he'll still probably keep an eye on. I guess guys don't want to go out on the bottom. They want to go out on top. Where I, I, I would go out on the bottom. Like, I would rather go out knowing. Screaming. Well, knowing, like, you know, Peyton Manning kind of left where it was like, it was time it's over. to go. Yes, right. I totally do. Where he wouldn't be thinking, I probably could have made one more run. Yeah, where sure. a guy like John Elway might have been thinking a couple years after he retired, wow, I should have, like, hung in there a little bit. Like David Ortiz this year. Yeah, right, exactly. That's a great example. He's got 118 RBIs and 35 home runs, and he's walking away. I would rather go out with, like, like A-Rod did. Listen, (laughs) you have nothing left. Get out. We don't want you here. That way I would have no regrets. I'd be like, you had had no choice. Like, I'd rather be pushed out the door. Right. Then go out on a high note. I'm with you. Kicking and screaming. Kicking and screaming. <laughs> uh, Jerry, uh, in the NFL season brings us many things. Among them, YouTube videos of fans punching each other in the face at games. Yeah. And I forgot about this until uh, week two. It started. They started to surface again. So this week I watched uh, fist fights between Raider fans, which you can always count on. Yeah, in the black hole, yeah. Uh, there were uh, problems at the uh, Rams-Seahawks game. Yes, there were. Also Los Angeles. Right. Uh, I saw a uh, guy in a cowboy jersey punch a woman in the face in a oh. redskin jersey outside of the D.C. That's not good. Yeah. So this is what's going on. And, but, and then when, I, when I'm watching that, right. I wonder, like, it's so expensive to go to the games. You would think that if you have that kind of money to go to football games, you're not the type of person that would be punching people in the face. Well, guess again. <laughs> well, alcohol gets involved, Jerry. Well, that, and did you see the, I forget what game it was and what city it was. Did you see the photo of the fan smoking weed through a mannequin bong? No. <laughs> that was in the stands? It looks like he's holding up a girl doing a jello shot or something, and it's a mannequin, and he's smoking weed through the belly button hole. Like, I thought when they put all these PSLs, the personal seat licensing, in right. all these stadiums, and they're like, it's going to cost you forty grand just for the right to buy a ticket to the Ram game, that right. all that would go away. So do you not think people with money don't have anger issue problems? I guess I don't. I, I guess I don't do. think they'd be punching each other in the face. A lunatic's a lunatic. What are you going to do? People yeah. get nuts over this stuff, and the alcohol is a huge deal. It just is. I mean, say what you want. doesn't mean you can't enjoy it, can't have it. Of course you can. Some people don't handle it well, and, and you see it every week. And I cannot resist clicking on those. Like, I'll go on Deadspin and, or Barstool and You're see the them. you the Yeah, and I'll see, like... Here's a story of a Raider fan punching another Raider fan in the face. I'm like, mm, I guess I'll click it. I mean, I guess. <laughs> you couldn't wait, actually. <laughs> yeah. You're yelling I'm at like, the computer to stop buffering. The good thing, though, is for the most part, there's no ads in front of those videos. You know, like on the internet, everything has an ad. Yes. No one wants to sponsor a Charger fan punching a Seahawk fan in the face. Probably not. No. Probably not. So that's uh, <laughs> what we got now with football season here, Jerry. And I'm looking forward to seeing if there were any fistfights in the uh, Chicago Eagle game last night. By the way, did you see the John Wall? on? I think he was on the sidelines of the Cowboy Redskin game in Washington wearing a Cowboys jersey. Right, he was a guest of the Redskins, <laughs> is that right? I don't know if he was a guest of the Redskins or not, but he showed up in full Cowboy garb. So oh. <laughs> uh, I would hope he was a guest of the Cowboys and not the Redskins. Oh, I see. Not good for him. Did you hear this Todd Bowles clip? They were talking about Matt Forte yesterday and how he's 30 years old, but yes. he's in such amazing shape. Uh, and his nutrition is through the roof that he's really like 25. He's not like he's 30. And then they had asked him if nutrition was in 
when Bowles was playing. I'll play this clip for you. And Bowles essentially says, my God, if times have changed. We had McDonald's every day for lunch. <laughs> Quarter pounder with cheese, apple pie, and french fries. Yes, we did every single day. Friday was Italian day, and we had pizza and Italian food. Monday through Thursday, we had McDonald's. That is something. And you think about, I do think a lot of these guys still don't eat great. Some of them, though, eat like champs, and it seems like Forte is one. That doesn't surprise me, though. Me neither, because you were competing with other guys who were also eating McDonald's. And you're also burning so many calories as a, as a college or a professional athlete, even a high school athlete. I mean, you could eat that every day. If you're burning a th- well, a thousand, if you're burning thousands of calories a day, that doesn't do anything to you. Yeah, I watched that Hard Knocks a few years ago when it was uh, the Bengals. And they were really focused on Chad Johnson because he had a personality. Mm-hmm. And he was going through the McDonald's drive-up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner sure. most days. And then he'd be at camp, and he'd take his shirt off in the locker room, and he'd have six-pack abs. Again, two hours in the gym. You're on the field for hours at a time. You're running. You're sprinting. You're burning thousands of calories. It's, it's like Michael. You ever see Michael Phelps' diet? Yes. He eats like 7,000 calories a day because he's in the pool for eight or nine hours a day. Your yeah. body actually needs it. I wonder when that changed. Like, Todd Bowles was eating McDonald's. Right. And everyone else was as well on his team and the guys he was competing with. Sure. Like, who was the first guy that was like, I'm going to eat lean meats? I don't know. I, I don't know. But it, you, the change is really from, I would say, somewhere in the mid to late 90s. Because even base, look at baseball players when we were growing up. The Cecil Fielders of the world. Now, I'm, I know there are still some guys that are relatively big. But for the most part, even baseball players are cut and jacked at this point. So... I don't know when the change was. I would say somewhere in the 90s, and that's where we are uh, right now. We have time real quick for the yes. Julian Edelman one, which is really funny. Yeah, so he, Julian Edelman is going to be the backup to, what's this fellow's name again, Jerry? Uh, Brissett. Jacoby yeah, Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Right. Who's in for Garoppolo, who's in for Brady. Right. And they, they're not signing another quarterback, so they're going to go with Julian Edelman, the wide receiver, as the backup emergency quarterback the only problem is edelman came out and said i don't want to play quarterback yeah why would you i love how the some of the fans are like oh no he'll be fine he played uh quarterback in college right yeah there are guys who won the heisman playing quarterback (laughs) in college that can't get it together and (laughs) julian edelman they want him they're like oh no he's gonna be fine he took some snaps in high school when he was a sophomore he can take the snap and handoff I guess. That's what he Or direct do. snap run. I, I, I suppose. Quick break. We're back with uh, Craig and Chris Christie in a moment on the fans. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, Boomer and Carton next. Chris Christie in for Boomer. Just quickly, the Mets did lose to the Braves last night, 7-3. Dodgers beat the Giants 2-1. The Met lead for the wild card now one Uh-oh. on both St. Louis and St. It's like 7-17. Seven you know, they had two-game lead with 13 to play. Now it's only one. Are you, are you seriously? Are you kidding? No, I'm just saying. It's you, know, you hate. To are you really that. a pain in the ass? I was at the game you last really night. You really are. Too. Oh, you were the I'm one. You were in the seven line army. <laughs> Yankee fans saying. like myself. Coming up today at five oh five, it's Giants like wide receiver yeah, Victor Cruz with Mike Francesa, and all day tomorrow, it's a college football special giveaway with your chance to win tickets to see Notre Dame in Syracuse at MetLife Stadium on October first. As we'll be giving away tickets hourly from six a.m. to six p.m. It's all from your flight. 
flagship station for Boomer and Carton. Morning 6 to 10. Beningo and Roberts middays 10 to 1. And Mike Francesa afternoons 1 to 6.30. The Fan. Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM. WFAN and WFAN FM. New York. Presented by T-Mobile. The official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.